if you're not challenging your comfort zone in an area that's important to you to keep vital, then you're going to shrink. Hello everybody, this is Mike Stoke. Today I want to talk about vitality and health and your comfort zone. Um, in a moment, I'll get a reading on the sauna thermometer about um, how hot it is in here. I've been in here, I don't know, maybe a half hour or more. It's 129 degrees, which is pushing the edge of my, which is really pushing the edge of my comfort zone. I've been uncomfortable for a, for about five or ten minutes right now. Um, so I practice Vipassana meditation and I practice it in the style of uh, S and Galenka. And in that particular type of meditation, you observe the body uh, sensations and you observe the breath and you don't react. So you sit in as still as you, a position as you can, much like Zen, um, and then you observe the sensations in your body, whether they're pleasant or unpleasant. And what happens, so the way that the teaching works is they go for 10-day retreats and uh, it's literally 100 hours of meditation in 10 days. It's very well broken up, but it's, it's still 100 hours of meditation, sitting meditation. Maybe just a hair less, but almost 100 hours. So in that 100 hours, what happens is you slowly develop the capacity, A, to focus your mind, and B, to not react to everything that's happening, around, well, everything that's happening inside of you. So um, the premise is, is that when something happens in the outside world, you uh, react not to the outside world. You Someone yells at you like, hey, you're a dick. And you hear that. And you interpret in your mind like somebody's insulting me. And then immediately you get a uncomfortable negative sensation in your body. Now, mostly you don't notice that. And this is extremely intense, like a fear of butterflies in the belly because of fear or, or something like that. But it's the same kind of thing, that fear that would happen or that you know anger sort of heat that would happen in your body if someone was yelling at you. Um, or like a really heaviness if you felt depressed, because we all re react in different ways. Um, that uh, is pushing you to react, and it's pushing you um, really outside of your comfort zone. So the reason I brought up the meditation is because it challenges you to expand your comfort zone. So if you're sitting for long periods of time, you're inevitably your body's going to get sore someplace. You know, I never recommend that people sit through an acute pain that could be damaging an old injury. Um, my teacher tends to do that, but I don't think that that's a good idea um, with my background in therapeutic yoga. I think that you can, there's plenty of other pains to deal with that are not acute pains that uh, um, are maybe damaging you or making your injury worse. So other than acute pains that are damaging you, uh, there's what I used to call in my yoga practice and teaching, there's good pain. There's beneficial pain, and then there's bad pain. So outside of your comfort zone, a good pain is going to be something like when you're doing a push-up or a sit-up or a downward-facing dog or a stretch, and you're doing it gently, you're doing it calmly, but you feel a, an elongated dull pain across a muscle fiber that hasn't been either used because it's weak or it's really tight because it hasn't been stretched. So you're going to experience pain with that. 
and that's outside of your comfort zone. The reason the pain is there is because you've been recoiling into your comfort zone and not pressing out into it. Now, it's, it's really a fine line. Um, there's plenty of people who have, that are too aggressive with themselves and try to push past their comfort zone. And I used to do that for many years. And I injured myself. I broke my neck. I blew out my ACL and my right knee. I blew out my lower back, my L4, L5. I ruptured the disc. Um, uh, I blew out my other knee. So I've done all that. And what I realized is that, and, and then recoiled and was really safe and protective of everything. And, and what happens as we age, especially as we age, um, it, it happens anywhere in life. Anywhere in life that you're not actively pressing the edge of your comfort zone, you're going to shrink. You're, you're always going to shrink. Um, I can't remember. I think it's Bob Dylan who says, uh, I'm sorry if I get it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Bob Dylan who says you're either busy being born or you're busy dying. There's really no in between. It's the same. And the comfort zone is that birth process. So the more that you're expanding your comfort zone, not mindlessly, but consciously feeling what's happening as you're expanding it, the more you're going to grow and have a higher capacity to do anything that you're committed to. So for example, I'm in the sauna right now. And one of the reasons I love the sauna is because it, it presses the edge of my comfort zone to deal with heat. So I'm dealing with 130 degrees right now. Now, if I were to be sitting here in silence, it would actually be harder for me because I'm a bit distracted by making the video. And so that makes the pain a little bit less acute because I'm not focusing directly on the sensations. So I could stop and meditate and sit in the sensation and then calm myself and feel it. Even just slowing down that much, I feel my fingers start to tingle. I feel my chest getting a little bit hot. I feel my forehead warming up. So I'm feeling more when I slow down. So that's one aspect of challenging your comfort zone is feeling more into it consciously. I think one of the main points that I want to drive home today is that if you're not challenging your comfort zone in an area that's important to you to keep vital, then you're going to shrink. Um, and especially as you age, because as you age, the body moves into a steady state of comfort that then shrinks and collapses and ultimately dies. So if you're going to keep a youthful vigor throughout your entire life, you're going to have to challenge that comfort zone more and more mindfully. Because as you age, you can't aggressively challenge your comfort zone like you did as a child because the consequences are much more severe. So you have to increase your mindfulness and you have to increase your challenge of your own comfort zone. So heat is a really good way to do it. Um, I'm sure many of you have heard of the work of Wim Hof, the Iceman. He's a little too aggressive for my taste, uh, but he's a classic example of someone who's challenging his comfort zone and really changing the, physio the physiology of his own body and helping other people change the physiology of your, own, of your body. Because... The more you challenge that comfort zone, the more you open up the capacity of your body to deal with different variables. So cold has an incredible stimulating power to the immune system and to the mind. Um, whenever I go surfing here in Northern California on a really cold day and deal with the initial shock 
and then surf for an hour or two hours or whatever until and, and on days where I'm actually shivering and then I come out and then I warm up the it's almost like I've gone through a, a complete transformational experience and this vitality is rushing through my body it's the same reason that in Japan they, there's an ancient history of doing the cold plunge and the sauna so I don't really think it's that critical the method that you use to challenge your comfort zone. You just have to do it. Um, whether you like it or not, you have to challenge it. No, it doesn't have to be intense. It can be really gentle. That depends on your personality. Um, you do have to be mindful. If you're not mindful, you're going to hurt yourself and then you're going to regress. So you have to mindfully move into challenging your comfort zone. Now, challenging your comfort zone can be physically, it can be mentally, it can be emotionally, it can be socially, and it can be spiritually. In terms of your emotional realm, you know, that's really easy. You reveal something that you wouldn't normally reveal to someone that you wouldn't normally reveal it to. Being vulnerable is an incredible way to expand your emotional comfort zone. Another way to expand your comfort zone is socially, and this is one of the hardest ones for us. I was just listening to Tim Ferriss's book, and he says to do this thing where you lay down uh, for 10 seconds in public. Try it. I mean, I haven't tried it yet. I just listened to it a couple minutes ago. But that's incredibly hard for us to do because we risk being judged. We risk being ostracized from a social community. And we are biologically wired to feel that negative sensation like, holy shit, I'm going to be ostracized. I'm going to be kicked out of the community. And then the primate in us thinks that we're going to be ostracized, which in, in our ancient past meant death. So we literally associate it with death. That's why they say that the greatest fear uh, is, the second greatest fear is public speaking. No, the, the second greatest fear is death. And then the greatest fear is public speaking. Because we associate that, that ostracized, I can't even say the word, but being ostracized from our community feels worse than death to us. Uh, and the statistics back that up. So you've got challenging your meaning comfort zone, challenging your emotional comfort zone, challenging your social comfort zone, and challenging your physical comfort zone. So your physical comfort zone is going to be, you know, like this, um, going in the sauna, uh, going out in the cold. Um, uh, you know, um, it's super simple. You know, you if you got up at 7.15 yesterday, get up at 7.10. You know, again, I really want to drive home this idea. Each one of us is different. And each one of us has a different capacity for accepting challenge. Um, I tried to push through all these challenges. And it was interesting what happened to me is I completely recoiled and stopped. And just stopped challenging myself. So now I'm much gentler with myself. And I still require that I challenge myself on as many levels as I can, as often as I can, so that I stay vital and alive. Um, but I don't really care about the degree anymore. I no longer am looking for giant breakthroughs. I'm only looking for steady progress forward. I'm trying to minimize those backslips. Because when you try to do these giant leaps forward, I'm going to make a million dollars this year, then you can go... Whoosh, in $2 million in debt. I'd much rather steadily build my way up to $100,000 and then $200,000 and then $300,000 and then maybe break through to a million dollars. But I'm not going to count on that. I'm going to set up these basic behaviors, these little challenges that are going to push me through to become 
in a real sort of habit way. So the breakthrough way, you don't really establish habits. You just blast a bunch of energy out and create a result, and then there's not a habit there. And then if the, if the emotional, physical, and social context that created that breakthrough disappears, then the results disappear. So it's much better to slowly create that environment, that world around you that focuses in that direction that you want to go, that makes you move in little by little, get closer and closer and closer. So that's the basic idea. Go out and challenge your comfort zone. Pick the easiest area. You know, pick an area that you're willing to do repeatedly. Um, and the other thing that's super critical, this is a different conversation, which I'll, I'm sure I'll delve into at a later point. Um, you got to focus more on the environment that supports your breakthroughs more than the um, actions themselves. You have to do the actions. You really have to do the actions. But um, those actions alone, so this is where everybody screws it up. The actions alone are not enough. You have to create an environment that supports you when you lose that mix of variables that got you there. Because you're going to lose them. Life is always changing. But if you've created mentoring relationships and a space that inspires you and business relationships and um, mindless routines that you've developed over years that sort of hold you in a place, then you're going to have a much, much greater possibility of long-term success than if you just focus on the actions, do it, and then hopefully get the result, and then you're sort of lost. Like, well, what do I do now? You know, and some people can do it that way. I find it's, a, it's an incredible minority. The rest of us, Normal human beings with high aspirations and want to do good in the world and want to have a great life, we have to set up structures of support that hold us up. Thanks for watching. I hope you got value out of this. Please visit wildalive.net to subscribe to our newsletter and press the edge of your comfort zone. Become more alive today. All you got to do is press it a little bit. A little bit today and a little bit tomorrow. And then, you know, don't worry about failure. That's a whole other topic. But failure is the route to success. Don't be afraid to fail. There's this stupid idea that we're not supposed to tell kids that they failed. Teach your kid and teach yourself to fail again and again and again. And then try to experiment with the way that you do things so that you can succeed more. Okay, thanks. Bye. Have a great day.